not in Kansas anymore. You have my curiosity. Are you telling me you built a time machine? The force will be with Welcome to the Get Real Podcast, the podcast where we get real about all our favourite pop culture films and TV shows. I'm your host, Chris, and with me is my absolute gem of a co-host, Sam Clayton. Someone say this is a uncut version of the podcast. Ooh. And together it, we have then an uncut gem, which is what we're going to be talking about today. Yep, if that wasn't somehow obvious and <laughs> segues guys i mean there's a title for this episode yeah so. that, that's true as well and there's also normally an image to go along with it yeah. on instagram or you've come from a social post where we've got a photo of a bloodied nosed adam sandler yeah yeah so adam sandler's back not in a role that you would expect in this film yeah very very much I mean, a interesting film that we will get on to this will be coming out shortly after the UK launch of the film. Uncut Gems has been out already for a while in the US. Yes. Is that right? It got a cinema release in the US. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just launching straight onto Netflix in the UK. I think it got a very minor cinema release. Yeah, so it launches on... We say launches because we're recording this a little bit ahead of time. So it launches on the 31st in the UK, and then this will be going out on the 3rd when you listen to yes. this. So hopefully, you know, you've had the chance to all see this film and share your thoughts. If not, obviously, there are there are ways of watching this film, that we which shall remain condone. unnamed. <laughs> we do not condone. This is also going to be coming out the day after the BAFTAs, so we don't know who's won yet. No, so if you are looking for BAFTA news, sorry. Check out next week, we'll cover it very briefly. Yeah, We'll just go get that time machine for next time, yeah. and uh, so we can cover off BAFTA winners. You build a time machine? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's all full circle. <laughs> 1.21 gigawatts, Morty. <laughs> um, yeah, so another thing, next week we're going to be doing our episode on Birds of Prey. I still don't feel like this film's actually coming out. No, I mean, what was the full name of it? Can you remember? Uh, Birds of Prey or the Emancipation, of, the Fabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. Which has disappeared from all the titles that I've seen. I noticed, so I saw the trailer for this on TV the other day, and they're just selling it as a Harley Quinn film. It's all about Harley Quinn, all about Harley Quinn. And then, you know when you're expecting the title card to come up, it flashes up Harley Quinn for like half a second, and then quickly flashes up Birds of Prey, The Emancipation of Harley Quinn. Yeah, well, I've stopped seeing that. There's a there's a, a big poster in a bus shelter near our cinema that I drive past to go to the supermarket every day. Yeah. And last week it was Bombshell. So they keep it, they yeah. update this this said famous bus shelter near the <laughs> cinema. Uh, and now it has changed to a Birds of Prey one, but the poster doesn't have, I might just be focusing on driving and not being distracted, um, but it doesn't have the fabulous emancipation of blah 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 blah, blah. it just has birds of prey on it which is something that i've noticed about if it's gone with the same design as all the other posters it's written in sort of like a quite a bright sort of like a orangey yellowish script like it's hand scribbled underneath 
Oh, so with I'm the craziness it. of the posters, maybe it's just getting lost as you're driving past. Yeah. Also, you've given away the secret that we only get all of our film news from this one bus shelter. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> you've given away our secrets, the magical bus shelter of movie oh, news. I'm never going to be able to get to this bus shelter without loads of more people just getting in the way anymore <laughs> well, now. They're all going there for the hot scoop of movie news. Oh, or they'll all be going there to get the buses and, you know, they'll block it. I won't be able to see it anymore. But I've never known a bus shelter to be so up to date. Yeah, yeah. Like to be changing a poster that soon. I think it's probably because it's the one right outside the cinema. They probably think we need all the it, new film posters. Even, even buses don't change the things that are plastered over the yeah. sides of them. I think that, we still got often. one from Sherlock Holmes Into the Shadows or whatever yeah. the film was that came out eight years ago. <laughs> oh, God. So, yeah, uh, we want to quickly talk about what we're expecting from this film. Yeah, it's out fairly soon. It's out yeah. this week that you're listening to it. So, we'll be covering it the following week and in terms of a dc film the way dc's kind of gone with the films now is they have been much better received than yeah. what batman versus superman and dare we say justice league were received th- but it's because they're being less pushy on trying to connect everything now i'd say they're not trying to take the control away from the creatives anymore because i think that was the major thing that we kept hearing with batman versus superman and justice league was the fact that they would reshooting the hell out of them and they were just constantly people in suits that have nothing to do with filmmaking were getting involved and taking it off the creators too many cooks in the kitchen exactly um too so many I, directors in the I cutting think room this one will have a lot more direction than suicide squad did because that was a hot mess yeah it, it was fun until you left the cinema and then you stopped and thought about it and you're like what did I just watch? <laughs> it was fun until you realised that half the things you wanted to see from the trailer weren't in the film. Yeah, or the stuff that you did see in the trailer was all from the first five minutes of the film. Yeah. Um, but I think one highlight from that was Harley Quinn. Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn is great in the role. Yeah, she's very much front and centre in Suicide Squad as well. Yeah. So I am expecting good things from her. The last few trailers have not got me excited for this film. Would you say? I really? felt more excited from like the the teasers and like the set photos and everything. I think it's just the pacing of the trailers and the music choices and stuff like that have not got me very excited for it. I love you, McGregor. Mm-hmm. So I am on board for this film. Yeah, I like the cast. Mary Elizabeth Winstead is fantastic. I'll see her in anything. Hopefully, it's good. It seems. Like, it's not going to take all the colour out of it like Suicide Squad did after the first five minutes. It looks more bombastic. It feels, so far from what I've seen, a bit more like a Harley Quinn comic book. Yeah. Don't we get a, in the last trailer, We do we get a shot of Black Mask in Black yes. Mask? Yes. We do, yeah. So, Black Mask in the Black Mask. Yeah, I'm really excited to see you and McGregor play a bad yeah. guy. Also, do we think the Joker dies in this film? Well, that's the thing, isn't it? Is apparently Harley Quinn either separates away from him or kills him or something. So they've broken up, and I think like the way that the new trailer is sort of depicting the breakup, she says that like she's getting away from him for good, and then you see a shot of her blowing up Ace Chemicals, like she like bails out of a truck as it's driving in, and some people are taking that to believe that maybe the Joker's in the truck. <laughs> Yeah, I like how, or maybe it's just her, 
you know, causing chaos by herself yeah. and stuff, maybe. Because Ace Chemicals was where they were both created and stuff, so maybe yeah. that's what that's symbolising. Yeah. I like how we get a much more kind of dynamic Harley Quinn, rather than just being who she was in Suicide Squad. Like, you get her in a lot of different, you know costume you get a lot of different comic book representations of what she's what she's going to be like in this film i feel like it as well like i kind of wish this was just a harley quinn film by the looks of it like i wanted a birds of prey film because the birds of prey characters are great but they seem to be getting lost in all the promotional material Mm -hmm. like like i said with that trailer on tv they're flashing up harley quinn before birds of prey it's meant to be a birds of prey film You've got a real beef against this Harley Quinn. I didn't Quinn, like you? the trailers. <laughs> I did not like the trailers. I've got no beef against Harley Quinn or anything. It's just the way the trailers are depicted in this film. Yeah. I think she's the most Harley Quinn that we're going to get versus everything, like how she was in Suicide yeah. Squad. This is like full on. You've got the hyenas and everything at the end, haven't you? Hyena. We've only seen one a so hyena. Far. Yeah. But I, I really like, just touching back on Black Mask, I like how we've got proper. Black mask, black mask, and it's not like I don't know. You know when you just How... expect something to not be what it what it actually yeah. is. It's a bit like a bit like when we talked about Taskmaster. Well, when I talked about Taskmaster a few episodes ago, and I was like, "Oh, why has he got a hood up? Why isn't he not just?" Oh no, we had a, he didn't. He, he it looked didn't like have a bike. Hood. Yeah, it looked like a bike helmet yeah. rather than a natural skull mask. And I was just like, "Oh, why don't we just?" And I just like how this is kind of done that i feel like he's not gonna get the black mask until like the final act though yeah it's gonna be him without the black mask on for a long time and they're gonna sort of like hint towards it a lot like you see a lot of like the stuff from his club and like people are using black gloves to cover the face and everything like that and you see like a painting of like um a woman with like black face makeup on behind him as he's freaking out and stuff like that like i feel like they're gonna hint towards it for too long and then finally at the end he's gonna get the mask for a little bit yeah i mean there's that shot of him in the trailer putting the mask on yeah um maybe there's a reason he has to put it on maybe his face gets slashed up by harley quinn i also like the the um relationship to the face yeah maybe (laughs) A hyena to the face. Oh, oh, oh! I like how they join like a bit of a relationship between um, Victor Zaz in this film yeah. and Black Mask. It kind of makes them a bit more joint as the villains of the yeah. film, I suppose. He and doesn't Victor seem Zaz as crazy cool. yet, but we'll see if he gets more crazy. But I mean, we, Victor Zaz is covered in scars and yeah. people he's killed and keeps a tally, doesn't he? But you don't see anything. I mean, you see his face is pretty scarred. But maybe when you get a reveal that he is just takes like his shirt off and he's got like loads of loads like of Killmonger tally. type scars because that's what Killmonger did as well. Yeah, loads of little tallies of people that he's killed and stuff. Maybe maybe he goes full crazy. Maybe he gets a hyena yeah. to the face and that's maybe when maybe he, goes he full kills crazy. one of the birds of prey and then we get like a gnarly. He's carving another one in his arm mm. or something. What's your thoughts on Black Canary? And the effects, they look pretty cool. Yeah, they look pretty cool. It's nice to see that they seem like they're going full... They, The one thing I am glad about is it looks like it's going more comic booky. Like you said, we got the hyenas, and it seems like her powers are going to be her powers. It's not going to be like, 
oh, some tech-based powers or yeah, something. Yeah. Like we got on the TV show for a long time. Yeah, I like how everything seems pretty pretty true to the characters yeah. rather than trying to mess yeah. with it too much. Um, I'm I'm weary. We've all been burned by DC before, and I think that's why I'm very weary of this film. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. You know, I think I think everyone's also weary because of what happened with Suicide Squad. Yeah, it was set up to be really good, and it wasn't what we wanted it to be. And people are probably a bit scared of that happening with this. But as long as the film is what it is in the trailers, you know what. I think I'd be happy with it. Yeah, it'll be a lot better than Suicide Squad if it, we get what we see in the trailers. It'll be interesting whether or not it potentially sets up some stuff for James Gunn's Suicide Squad 2. Possibly. That'd be cool. Yeah, because that's only like a soft reboot, isn't it? It's still got some of the same actors in it and stuff. Yeah. So, possibly. That'd be Possibly very cool. we see like a villain set up at the end of it that might be the villain for... Yeah, maybe just a link. Not not like as... as heavy-handed as maybe what say justice league and stuff was for batman versus superman and stuff but maybe just something that nods to it a little bit like how the end of aquaman nods to a a future film and the end of shazam hints towards aquaman being in the same towards a telekinetic centipede yeah and all that weird stuff caterpillar sorry not centipede hey it's only about as much as what marvel hinted at in their first few films yeah so we never know. We never. I mean, I don't say telepathic centipede. I don't say we're going to get the same sort of thing from DC with their previous no. track record. However, you never know. You never know. They may have finally figured it out. So, do you want to talk about uncut gems now? Yeah, I think that's enough of Birds of Prey, Harley Quinn, yeah, <laughs> emancipation. And you'll get to hear even I want to more. be emancipated from this subject right now. <laughs> well, you can decide whether you want to be emancipated from it once we've watched the film later okay. this week. And when we do our episode on it next week. Yep. I've already decided that's an episode. Yep. The cover art is already created, Chris. Oh. You haven't got a choice. you. You are prepared. I'm prepared for the next. I mean, we go see all DC and Marvel films anyway, so it's only logical that we make an episode about it. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, so yeah, Uncut Gems. As always, we talk spoilers after we have talked non-spoilers. Yep, there will be a clear distinction and timestamps in the description. Brilliant. So, Uncut Gems, I've got an elevator pitch Go for on. you this time. Your first elevator pitch, let's do this. Uh, I have uh, took the time to pre-prepare my <laughs> elevator pitch. You've got three floors. Okay, Adam Sandler plays Howard Ratner, a sleazy jewellery dealer who scores a black opal diamond that he lends to a professional NBA player for good luck. However, it all goes astray when he tries to recover the gem, also whilst balancing his normal family life and his secret double life. Okay, I need a bit more energy from you next time you present. Oh, but <laughs> my first You're not time. getting my money, <laughs> but so, I'll, I'll I'll give you a script to the directors. You know, fantastic. I mean? Well, I had to pre-prepare board this of directors. one, so <laughs> I, I wasn't confident enough to just let myself rip on an elevator pitch. So, especially with this film, because it is pretty weird. It's very strange. You, you know what? I'm not going to lie. When the, after this film first started, and had that intro sequence at the beginning. Yeah. I genuinely thought, am I watching the right film here? Or is yeah. there an older film that I've never watched or heard of called Uncut Gems? Yeah, I thought maybe they put the wrong cover art on it. And I was like, yeah. 
I was like, what the hell is this? It was so... Because conv- obviously everything was so, like, Blade Runner-esque. It was so, like... Is it 70s, 80s, 90s? It was it, it was that vibe, that I weird... I mean, it's, it's set in the last couple of years because, like, he's got an iPhone 5. No, I mean... Chris. I mean the music. <laughs> I mean the music and the style uh, of the intro. Yeah, it was very, like, neo-noir, futuristic. It, it, it sounded like the Blade Runner 2049 soundtrack. That's all I could think of. So you have, like, a short scene at the beginning, and then as soon as two characters go into a mine to start mining gems, and then I was like, oh, I am on the right film. And then, like, it, it like, takes, like, a david fincher-esque old spider-man and x-men films intros where it's going through the black opal and it it was just blade runner music and i was like this is a very odd choice where is this film going yeah i was really like because i'd seen the that photos. music comes back a bit later on as well it's like well the music's throughout isn't it yeah. that kind of music style is throughout the film it's like it like goes from like hip-hop and the weekend yeah uh, and the, the weekend, weekend is in, in this film yeah <laughs> <laughs> and he's not just singing as the weekend; he is acting in this film for a very, very short I mean, amount of time. Acting in the loosest term, yeah. he's, he's acting for about ten seconds. Yeah, and but I mean, he's in the film nonetheless. He probably gets an acting credit. <laughs> Sounds really distracting me right now. He just keeps messing with this beanie hat that he's wearing and just spinning it round. <laughs> My head's so itchy. I wore this <laughs> Take beanie the hat, hat off then. No, because I've wore this beanie hat all day, and my hair's just like. <laughs> disgusting underneath of it. Sam's hat is my penguin hands last episode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right, I'm going to take it off then. There we go. <laughs> you just keep spinning it round. Anyway. Yeah, The weekend is in it. He does sing at one point. Yeah. There are I weekend really songs. like The weekend. There's weekend songs in this. don't think he was a great actor in it. No. I mean, th- his only bit of acting that you see him do is the back of his head anyway. Yeah, and maybe he's only in this film to plant the... I don't know, to make it feel more real. It could have been literally any pop star in this film and it would have been fine. Okay, so I don't think we get a date of when this film is set, do we? Well, they've got iPhone 5s. They've got iPhone 5s and they say the weekend's about to go big, like it was kind of unknown at the time. So either, so I'm gonna guess, like, either Howard Ratner is either a very, very, very uncool guy who is behind with tech. Well, it was his girlfriend who was doing photos for him. Hmm. Oh, oh! You mean tech wise? Yeah, yeah. No, tech wise because he's still got an he's, iPhone five. He's got fucking. When did the iPhone five come out? <laughs> this is this is a theory talk with when can we date when a film is set? Yeah. So he had an iPhone five, and his girlfriend, who seemed in that music scene, was saying that he was just about to hit it big. And I've heard of the weekend since probably twenty twelve, twenty thirteen. Have you just said 2012 because I mouthed it? No, I didn't. Okay. <laughs> I didn't actually see I was looking at your wallpaper trying to figure out when I first listened to The weekend. So the iPhone 5 came out. <laughs> I love how this is how we're trying to do it. <laughs> the iPhone 5 came out in 2012, right? It's definitely an iPhone 5 he has, isn't it? It looks like an iPhone 5. Okay, we're going to assume it's when an iPhone 5. When did the weekend release his first album? Uh, he released his first album in 2011. So, maybe it's set in 2012? Yeah, it probably makes sense. Look, these people have got to be more clued up for films and stuff, like continuity and stuff it, like it that. Because it didn't so. seem brand new up to date either, did it? 
No, no, not at all. And obviously... When did Garnett start playing basketball? Because he's a real basketball player. Okay, there you go. You can figure that out. Yeah, it, it's... I Like I said, I felt like this film, I was watching the wrong film at the very, very beginning when there was that whole bit with the mines and stuff in yeah. Estonia or whatever. And then obviously it then flicks to Adam Sandler's character in the jewellery store. So, Garnett played for... What was the team? Boston... Celtics, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, he is 43 now, and he played from ni- 1995 to 2016. Okay, so we figured it out. Yes. So this film is set around 2012, 2013. There you go. We sussed it out. Only took us, well... About 50, five minutes? About five minutes. <laughs> well, five actual minutes. That's a long time. Yep. But, yeah. I don't know why it's relevant when this was set. Yeah, we've not really talked we about... We were talking about The weekend, weren't we? Yeah. The weekend's in this film. Because we haven't said that enough yet. <laughs> Full circle. Uh, okay, let's talk about like things to do with this film. No, let's talk about Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler is amazing in this film. I did not need to see him take his shirt off about seven times in this film, though. I'm going to say maybe, <laughs> maybe amazing is a little bit of an overstatement. He's good in this film. I thought... He's good. I think for Adam Sandler, he was amazing. Yeah. It, Maybe no, not. It's, he wasn't... He, this is not an Adam Sandler role. No. Right? This is a full drama role that he's playing. He goes through trouble. He gets upset. He has a bad time. It's not what we normally get in an Adam Sandler no. film. Have it's you not seen, a comedy by any means. Have you seen Drunk Punch, Love? I haven't. Okay, I have. So- no, yes, I have, but a very, very long time ago. Yeah. I know we watched bits of it in uni. Yeah. So that's probably maybe when you watched it. That's where, I think, when I watched it fully for the first time. So he can do, like, dramatic roles. He can do roles like this. He just doesn't. I think the only other slightly more dramatic was, I think, Funny People. He was a comedian, I think, with with cancer, maybe. Mm. Maybe I'm getting that wrong. So he can do, like, heavier roles. He just never seems to do them. Drunk Punch Love great film and he's great in that this felt for me like a transformative role like i wasn't watching adam sandler i think I, it's for the large portions of it other times i was like that's adam sandler he'd really kind of character transformed for this didn't he yeah you know he got the goatee and all that and obviously he looks a lot more older than what he does but it doesn't you know by no means is this you watching this film to watch an adam sandler film you're watching this film to really see something very very different yeah so a couple of notes i i had to note down for this film because there were some parts that just felt really long so obviously when you first start there's that jewelry shop scene where kg's coming in and it just feels like super super chaotic and what i mean by chaotic is that there's parts where it's almost like you're not watching a scene in a film you're just watching like something in real life like you just literally stood there watching all this happen and it's I, like i felt it was a very much fly on the wall film yeah i i almost felt like it was really hard to kind of keep track of what conversation was going on because it was all it was almost like they just said right there's no script this is happening just improvise a lot of that and there was just so much dialogue going on at once and like i said it really felt quite chaotic yeah which, you know, probably sums up what Howard's going through. You know, he's trying to balance these two completely different, a normal life, and he's trying to balance this kind of 
you know, sketchy life that he's got yeah, on the side. So he he's undergoing like side hustle and stuff. Yeah, he's, he's undergoing got. like a, he's about to get a divorce from his wife. He's clearly left her for a younger woman. Well, he's not and going like, through a. He's not going. Well, through they're a, separating at least. Yeah. Um. Uh, I I think it's basically implied that the divorce is coming once mm. they separate. That trying to get through like the Jewish holiday season with their family mm. before like they tell the kids that. They're separating and stuff like that. Yeah. Because he's with a younger woman who works at the shop with him and stuff like that. Yeah. Their relationship seemed kind of strange. Like, she seemed like a gold digger to begin with, but then she really cared about him. Yeah. And you're also thinking, like, a woman like that could probably do a lot better than (laughs) Than Adam Sandler. Yeah, especially when... Because he keeps taking his shirt off in this film. (laughs) I I will not understate that enough. I do not need to see Adam Sandler's chest ever again. And the rest. There's a part where he's fully... uh... He's fully stripped down. Yeah, 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 yep. Yeah, yeah. He gets stripped off. Yeah, uh, you don't see his tackle. No, thank God. But have you noticed? Like every time he seems to take his shirt off, like we were saying, it's a fly on the wall. There's loads of like exterior shots, like it's somebody filming him from another building. Yeah, yeah. Like, why are you so make... obsessed with all the shots where he takes his shirt off? He's it's burnt <laughs> into my memory. <laughs> like that's I think what helped sell it as this very voyeuristic film. It felt like guerrilla filmmaking yeah it's constantly like a camera on the move following these camera uh, guys around and stuff and at the same time it doesn't feel like a film that's come out in 2019 no it feels like a chaotic film from but a few if, years yeah, ago it does feel like it's an older a way older film than what it should yeah. be which is probably a credit to the style that it's gone for yeah. to be fair so i heard somebody describe it this morning as it was like you were watching a panic attack yeah and yeah. that summed it up so perfectly like this guy is just going through ordeal after ordeal like Mm. he's clearly got himself into a bad situation and he's trying to get his way out of it but more things just seem to be going wrong yeah he's purely all about making money in this film isn't he and this whole black opal which is just like your mcguffin to take you through the film and get him into bad situations and stuff i think when the story on that starts to kick up a bit more towards the end. I think that helps me understand why the film was so good and why people really enjoyed the film. Mm-hmm. Um, I think maybe for the first 20 minutes of this, I had to really tell myself to keep watching it because I was just like, parts just felt a little bit boring. Yeah, and um, I think because yeah. it did start off so chaotic, like as soon as you get involved with his character... Like, there's, there's that underlying thought in the back of your mind as well that, like, this guy's not well either. Like, he's no. been to the doctors for, like, um, bowel and prostate and... Yeah, well, that's... Uh, that's scans like a, and stuff like that right yeah. in the beginning. Yeah. So, like, that's lingering in the back of your head as well. Like, is he trying to get all this stuff sorted to help his family out? Maybe if he is diagnosed with something. Yeah. And also, he would probably need a lot of money to pay off medical bills as well. Yeah. Like, you very much understand throughout this film that this guy needs money but then he keeps making bad decisions with money as well he keeps gambling mm. but it turns out he is a good gambler he understands the games that he's gambling on yeah uh what, what? did you think of lakeith uh stanfield so he played uh dimani oh D-Manny. his his friend who was bringing yeah the, the guy who's um... bringing all the yeah, profile he was guys cool. into the thing. I, like, I think he's a fantastic actor in everything that he's in. He, you lose him in a role. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked his um, glow in the dark, bright orange hoodie that he was wearing. <laughs> yeah, 
See, like, it wasn't until I saw his phone after that that, like, I realised what period this was set in, because, like, neon is a big thing in fashion at the moment. I mean, I furbies, are, furbies are a thing. Yeah, furbies are back now Blingy as well. furbies. Yeah, blinged up furbies. Like, none Blingy of this was necklace. sort of on trend back in 2012, mm. which is why it felt kind of weird. <laughs> neon hoodies, like, in a blacklit room, like... Like that felt like the only light source in that scene. Yeah. <laughs> this is this glowing orange hoodie. Yeah. I thought he was great though. Yeah, I thought he was quite good to be fair. Yeah. It bothered me a little bit, like you were saying, like ears chaotic. Everyone's always talking over each other. Yeah, you know what? There and was, it gave in, me a headache at again, one point. In that bit at the beginning where um he, he's showing him the blingy Furbies and stuff like that, I just feel like one person talk at a time like oh my god stop shouting over each and i know that's the point of the film yeah and i know that's what they're trying to do but oh my god it was just so hard to watch it was just like yeah i and maybe that's what made me keep watching too many n-bombs as well yeah a lot of n-bombs adam sandler you can't for, pull off for the a film mostly about a white jewish guy <laughs> Yeah, like there's a lot of that in it. I feel like the directors are kind of big into hip hop, sport culture. Getting a famous basketball player in, a jewelry dealer who seems to deal exclusively with celebrities. It's all blinged out kit, mm. and like having the weekend in it and stuff like that. It seems like it's very like <laughs> they kind of made a film where they wanted to do this sort of stuff. Did you also notice that? Adam Sandler was in every, well, near enough every single shot of this film yeah. again as well. So really, you've got to give a, well, you got to give a bit of credit for him for that as well. I, I think it was possibly his best performance. Yeah, I'd say so. I'd I say think so. Punch Drunk Love is up there as well, but this is, like I said, I can't, I kind of can't believe that this is an Adam Sandler role. Yeah, in terms of him just being outside of his comfort zone, definitely. I think the only part that was lacking for me was. When he's reconciling with his girlfriend almost after he's just had the snot beaten out of him and he's crying at his desk. I felt like he didn't land that quite as well as he could have, but I was watching the Hollywood Reporter Roundtable that he, that came out last week, I think, with him on it, mm. talking about Uncut Gems, and he says he really does struggle with crying on camera. Yeah, like, well, that's why he was probably covering his face a lot and yeah. stuff and having his head down yeah. and stuff at that. Bit. Like, and I could feel that when I was watching it. Like, mm. he, he, he did struggle with those bits, but the rest of it, he really sold. Yeah. So I think that's probably as much as what we can talk about, trying to be as vague as we can. So going on to spoilers now with I thought the, we were already in spoilers. No, we didn't do the we didn't do the bit. I thought we did the bit. We have to do the bit where we say we're we about to bit. start spoiling cuz imagine Chris, imagine you were listening to a did podcast. Did I spoil anything before it? Well, you just I thought we were in the spoilers. Well, you just mentioned the bit where he got his <laughs> being out of him. I said snot. You swore oh, that time. Oh no. Sam swore. Sam did a swear. <laughs> In the last episode you did three, so Yes, I swear a lot and I'm trying got, to keep it down. I've still got a bit to go to get up to your level. <laughs> but you did it. It makes me feel better. Sam did a swear, everybody. Um yeah, imagine you were listening to a podcast and someone just just spoiled something. Yeah. No, we gotta do a bit. We have to do the bit where we say we're gonna spoil I feel like it. I definitely spoiled some stuff before. No. This. No, I think you are right. Okay. Spoilers, guys. We're in spoilers now. I would have looked very nervous if you did. (laughs) 
because that's a lot more editing work than what I want to do. <laughs> so, spoilers, spoilers yeah. now. So the big thing is that there's that um, big whole master plan at the end where the money from the black opal that he gets is to invest onto this big ultimate bet. Now, where on earth? See, I think he's just winging it as it goes along. I think he genuinely thought he was going to get a million dollars from the black opal. Yeah, well, he, and he, he was just, just going to ride off that. And he's just being extremely lucky. Well, that's the thing because well, he got unlucky that it was evaluated a lot less than that. Yeah. Um. So he had to then. Well, he didn't have to. He could have gave the money to the people that he owed money to. Mm. But instead, he puts what one hundred and sixty-five k down on a basketball game. But it's like a it's like a ten times. Yeah, he he would have won like one point yeah. three million. He would have won before he got shot in the face. <laughs> I did not see that coming. No, well, I saw something. There was going to be something yeah. coming. I didn't think he was going to get shot in the head at the end of it. Yeah. Like, that guy just went absolutely ape, like, just lost it. Mm. So, like, the guy that he actually owed money to, who was his brother-in-law, like, he was become, like, he, he was like, okay, this guy's just won 1.3 million. He can pay me back, no problem. Yeah, he becomes a bit And then his henchman just shoots he? them both and robs the place yeah well that's it because you're talking about that much money then at that point but he wasn't going to get the money because his his girl girlfriend had the money anyway well yeah well he was going to use that money to pay them back wasn't he mm. and then but the other guy just robbed the jewelry store instead he was just there like yeah but these guys i'm just gonna kill them both and there's points there's points in the film though where that i guess it kind of gets set up though because there's points where he just kind of gets pushed and pushed and pushed and then obviously that that bit at the end is just that he's pushed his luck too far hasn't he yeah and although it paid off he's he got a bullet to the eye yeah i mean his girlfriend's a very wealthy woman now yeah um also this is like her second ever acting role Okay. She was in like a very low budget film where she played a cam girl for a bit. And I also found out in that Hollywood reporter thing that she used to be a dominatrix when she was in high school. The more in you real know. life. The more which you know. was didn't see that coming. Also, <laughs> high schoolers should not be into that sort of thing. I know it's American high school, so she would have been over the age of eighteen. Still does not feel right saying that somebody in school was doing something like that. No. I was a bit creeped out. Like the guy just dropped that in the middle of this Hollywood reporter youtube video and like adam sandler was like well what like yeah. he didn't seem to know he was like what were you getting like, this where, from and why where, are you dropping where do we this? go from here like you sat there with tom hanks robert de niro adam driver jamie fox shia labeouf and you're just there like oh your co-star used to be a dominatrix and it's adam sandler of all people <laughs> yeah he was like why is this relevant yeah no for sure well i just dropped all that on you guys now Yep. Why is um, it relevant? I don't know, but it is. We've got a similar reaction going on here anyway. Um, but yeah, the big twist at the end's cool, isn't it? I think that's kind of a... Again, yeah, but, but it kind of... I was a little kind bit of, unsatisfied. Yeah, but it kind of like, where's it come from, though? I think this is why I was a bit like, yeah, the film was good, but it's purely good because it's Adam... Adam, Not Adam Driver. Adam Sandler doing something different to what he normally does. Yeah. And I think maybe that's why it's good. So maybe if we get more of that in the future, we probably will get the really good film. Yeah. But I think right now it's probably just a step in the right direction for him now. As he's getting older, 
and stuff like that as well to play more serious drama roles. I think he's received a lot of flack for his very naff Netflix films recently. Yeah. Um, So apparently, I haven't seen this myself, apparently he tweeted out that if he doesn't get nominated for an Oscar or if this film doesn't get nominated for an Oscar, he was going to make the worst movie ever (laughs) straight afterwards. Well, can't wait to see that one. I think he already did with The Ridiculous 8 and Jack and Jill. But this is afterwards, so we're (laughs) going to get another one of them. Well, I think he should try and balance comedies with these sorts of roles now. He probably just needs to do more of them. He probably yeah. needs to do more of these kinds of roles and then, like I say, think, we will get the the one. I think after this, people are more likely to take a chance on him. I feel yeah. like people probably wouldn't have offered him roles like this because he was doing these naff Netflix comedies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. He's probably a bit more diverse as an actor after this. Yeah. So I can understand the hype. I yeah. can understand it. I can understand it for him anyway. And I can understand it in terms of that big twist and big reveal at the end. Uh, however, yeah, yeah, yeah. however, it was It was a strange film. It wasn't the film I was expecting it to be. It felt like a completely normal film at times, and then just went bizarre for no reason. Mm. Like I'm not going to get into. No. I was going to get into more weird stuff in this film, but and he also didn't like the wear whole bit that. with his girlfriend and stuff like that was just a bizarre thing that didn't need to be in this film no especially not like two scenes later he's there visiting his wife mm. it's controversial it is controversial Perfect. he also didn't wear the lando get up long enough in my opinion <laughs> yeah so if top. you check out our instagram page you will see Sam's hilarious. Was it you that spotted it, or did somebody else spot it? The fact that his get up at the beginning of the film in his yellow think, shirt looks like Lando got, Calrissian. Yeah, I think I got sent it. Okay, but it was it was a shot of Lando from the Rise of Skywalker, and then a shot of him. And I thought, well, why not just put Lando into one cut gems? Into one cut gems. <laughs> so that's what you can and, find. Yeah, and it works fantastic. Yeah, it's brilliant. I think I've exhausted what I can talk about yeah. with this film. Yeah. yeah, I don't think there's that much to talk about. I think everyone just wants to say Adam Sandler was really good in this. It was strange, strange film, good role. <laughs> End of conversation. Yeah, strange film, good role. Yeah. I'd say. So that's it. Next week we're going to talk about Birds of Prey. Do you want to tell people where they can find us? Yes, you can find us at Get Real Pod uh, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And then it is at getrealpoduk at gmail.com. That's going to be the address. bane of our, the, the day. The day that getrealpod at gmail.com becomes available, whoever is using that email address, what, what, we're going to totally change it. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to totally change yeah. it. And that is R-E-E-L. R-E-E-L. And where can you listen to the podcast, Sam? Uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Pocket Cast, pretty much anywhere wow. you listen to podcasts. And what should you do if you're listening to it on any of those platforms? You should probably listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> After they listen to it. And then you should probably tell all your friends about it. And then you should probably also give it a like, five-star rating, five a review, anything that helps support it and get it higher on the charts. Yep. Um, other than that, that is pretty much everything for this week. Yes. And we will see you next time. Thank you very much for listening.